Kiwi actor Yosin An's career has been steadily on the rise and impressively he's played a wide range of characters. You may recognise him from Mulan, The Luminaries and Dead Lucky. But until now he's never been a rom-com lead. Arne plays the former best friend Richard in a new romantic comedy Five Blind Dates on Amazon Prime. Set in Sydney it follows Leah Ling whose tea shop is on the verge of closing and her non-existent love life leads her to a fortune teller who advises her to go on five blind dates to change her fate. Macau born and New Zealand raised, Arne splits his time between LA and Auckland and joins me in the studio now. Kia ora, Yosin. Kia ora. Thank How's you. it going? Good. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, of course. What a lovely afternoon we're in. <laughs> in this, <laughs> yeah, in uh, this windowless in, studio. <laughs> I love it. Love the sunshine I'm getting in here. <laughs> um, you've had a very diverse career in that Every project you've done has been quite different from the last. Yeah. And this one's a rom-com um, and you're the male lead. What was it like? Because when I was watching it, it seems quite fun. Yeah, I guess people just don't know how to place me, huh? They're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, what is he? <laughs> um, no, this one, Five Blind Dates, it's out now. So if you haven't seen it yet, go watch it. It's a lot of fun. It's a family rom-com. It's a story about love and who doesn't like that? What was that like being the male lead in the show? Oh, it was cool. It was it, it was a discovery for myself as well in terms of like, you know, playing the ex-best friend and obviously the characters, my character and Shrung's character, uh, Leah, they've had history. So we kind of had that nuance when we first started our scenes together um, to explore and essentially to mend whatever conflict we had in the past to come back together as friends first and then ultimately... A little bit of pash-pash in the end. <laughs> Did you know each other beforehand? Uh, me and Shrong? Yeah. No, actually. No. So did you have to hang out or spend some time together to create yeah. that friendship? Yeah, she was lovely. You know, right before our first day of filming, she took me out to her favorite local cafe in Sydney and we just kind of sat down and chatted and impressive entrepreneurial artists. You know, I got to say, she's a powerhouse, man. She is. She is huge on social media. And I think particularly throughout uh, the lockdowns and COVID, she really found an audience, it feels. Yeah, she saw this trend on TikTok and just like she dove in and she she gained so many, I mean, how many millions of followers? I don't know. She's amassed a huge following, 4.5 million on TikTok. And she's also on Instagram. It's a lot of work because during filming, she asked me and Tai Ma uh, to do a couple of TikToks with her. And just watching her process, she has to come come up with these short stories, film it and edit it, but she has to pump these out daily. I'm like, oh my God. It's a huge commitment. Yeah. I don't think I can have the capacity to do that. You know, kudos to everyone who can. I think I'm the, in the same boat as you. I don't know if I have that level of dedication I and can, commitment. Man. It's, it's uh, the consistency. That's what it is. It is, yeah. yeah. And you've been splitting your time between here and L.A. Yes. And what's that been like, trying to sort of be in L.A., be an actor in L.A.? Try, be in L.A.? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, I, I, I think because of my visa, I, I can't do anything else but be an actor so a lot of times it's just waiting for an audition and just self-taped and see what happens really um but you know food in la is amazing you've been to la you've had our part there and everything <laughs> yeah. um no it's you there's a lot of fun things to do in the la and culturally it's very different to auckland so it is nice coming back to new zealand where you get to just chill and relax and find your rhythm how do you mean culturally it's different or what do you notice to be different 
you know, just people um, in LA, everyone wants to meet up for coffee to talk about work projects and stuff. But when they say, hey, let's meet up, it happens like 20% of the time. <laughs> Maybe they have a busy schedule. I don't know. But here, people are a lot more real about it. You were also in America during the writer's strike last year. <laughs> that was fun. How did you deal with that? You know, what was that like being there well, at the time? Well, start of 2023, I was excited. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be a great year. I'm getting so many tapes. It's going to be awesome. Um, and I'm getting some good feedbacks from my tapes and stuff like that. And then the writer's strike happened. Every production got shut down. And I'm like, okay, well, this will just, this will go on for like a couple of months, right? Mm. It'll be all good. And then the actor's strike happened right after the actor's strike. So I'm like, okay, we're effed. <laughs> so I got out of town. I got out of LA uh, and I got to spend some time in Colorado, uh, my girlfriend's family and they have a farm there. So I got to spend time with the animals and stuff and just really reconnect with nature uh, and got that spent majority of last year to explore my other creative outlets, you know, dive deep into my writing. I co-wrote a pilot and now I'm writing a feature. So it was a, you know, it was a very creative process in a way. But yeah, the the no work uh, situation sucked, but hey, <laughs> 2024, baby, come on. <laughs> You're quite a relaxed, sort of zen, spiritual kind of person. Do you think that helps you in the acting industry? It, it definitely helps to be detached as an actor because, you know, starting out, I was very uh, attached to my auditions that mm. I did, especially when you read a script that you really like. I'm like, oh, I really want this. But you have to understand from, you know, for any new actor starting out and you're listening to this, on the side of behind the camera as an executive, a lot of the times when they do these casting, unless you're like a big name like Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, it's it's almost like an on-the-whim decision. It's just like, we need someone to fill this gap. Who can we get? You know, for them, it's just that kind of decision-making. But for us, it's a life-changing decision. So, so personal. Exactly. Yeah. So we have to be detached a little bit. You just get you just be prepared, do your work, and after it's done, let's just forget about it. This segment's called Fast Favorites. It's all about sharing the love and, and, you know, sort of being inspired. What have you been watching or what have you enjoyed lately? Oh, man, so many good TV, so many good movies. Um, I mean, the latest film I've seen was Poor Things with Emma Stone, yes, directed yes. by Yorgos Lanthimos. Phenomenal. Do you know what? I I think I, there are two camps of people, people who loved it right. or people who, I wouldn't say hate it, but didn't love it. Sure. So I, I'm the same as you. I, I loved it. I thought it was so I, visually amazing. Yeah, I can understand how people not like it, but mm. to me, I just think that he's a creative genius and the world he's created really took us out of the norm. It's so abstract, but at the same time, it's so layered and deep. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, and I think Emma Stone did such a beautiful job. Yeah. Like, really. And the thing is, I had no idea what the movie was about before going I into it. Exactly. I didn't, I purposely didn't look up anything. Uh, right, um, right. But it's, 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 it's like a Frankenstein sort of story, isn't it? That's, She's... that's what I thought. But I went with my sisters. <laughs> not not a family viewing. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, much like Saltburn, not uh, yeah, a family yeah. viewing. Right. I haven't seen Saltburn yet, but now I know. I'll now you watch know. it. Yeah. I'll watch it alone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, no, it's it's a great premise, or it's an interesting premise. Emma Stone is effectively a. a Ba- it's like a baby's brain has been put into yeah. a female body. I think some people find that quite uncomfortable, but strange. Right. And then it's the idea that you've got this person growing up in a world of no rules, isn't but it, it? And, it, and not being 
swayed by societal Beautifully poetic in a way, you know, and quite deep and philosophical where like the immature childhood sense of ourselves, of course, what do we discover first? Pleasure. Until it moves up the scale of like, we go, we get deeper and deeper and become more civil, uh, philosophical as humans. And we kind of see that in her character growth. Mm, mm. Um, yeah. And she kind of just goes into the pleasure of it for, for quite a while. <laughs> And it's with Mark Ruffalo as well, who plays a very, a very good, uh, stroppy male. God, isn't he, he was he just was a, ten, a tantrumy. Yeah, so in some funny. ways, he's the kid, isn't he? He acts like a kid throwing tantrums. It's very funny. Well, you know, watch. I thought I thought he would be like this full blown villain that we should watch yeah, out for, and yeah. then at the end, you kind of really feel for him. <laughs> and what else have you been watching? Okay, well, so many great shows, right? I mean, I The Last of Us. Yes. Yeah, for anyone who hasn't seen it, highly recommend. I played the video game in 2013, mm. and I'm so glad they made it into, into a TV show. Um, Blue Eye Samurai, it's on Netflix. Um, it, the Last of Us is on Neon, I believe. Yes, it's on yeah. Neon. Yes. And I think one of the, is it episode three? Oh, Just my. Possi- with Nick, I Offerman. Say Nick Offerman, yeah. one of the yeah. best episodes of television I've God, ever watched. God, it made watched. me cry made me cry so much and I couldn't stop thinking about it either. Yeah. Um for those who haven't seen it I you know I do encourage you to watch it because it's such a it's an amazing episode it's an amazing sh- uh, it's a good show as well. Yeah. But that particular episode really they just re- they stuck really with me. fleshed out his you know cuz his character is in the game and that relationship was talked about but was just touched on referred to. It, yeah. yeah, but it wasn't yeah. it wasn't you know fleshed out like it was and it just I'm I'm like whoa completely blown away by Nick's performance. Yeah. Um, as well as his co-stars perform. I've, and it's an episode just about love, really. The co-star is also the hotel manager in White Lotus. Yes. Yeah, Murray Bartlett. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Phenomenal. Uh, um, and so they play uh, lovers and it's just, it's very moving. The other show you've been watching is Blue Eye Samurai on Netflix. Now, this is animation, which yeah. you're quite fond of. Yeah. You're a bit I, of an animation nerd. I, I grew up watching anime and... Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. You know, ever since I was a kid, I just grew up watching anime. So maybe I find comfort in something like nostalgic. that. Nostalgic. Nostalgic comfort. It makes me feel safe. Even though in Blue Eye Samurai, they cut people's heads off. Still makes me feel safe. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's just brilliantly done. If I'm not wrong, it was written by the writers of Logan as well as Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. And you can tell the story, the pacing... Yeah, I've watched a few episodes and the story is very solid. It's very engaging. Yeah. And I and I sort of was watching mid sort of season, which right. is a no-no, but you know, I stepped in and I was suddenly going, "Oh, what's going on here?" Yeah. So it's very captivating. It's it's captivating, but if you keep watching, you dive into her backstory and you get to understand how she got to where she is and why she is the way she is. What's the basic premise of the show? The premise of the show, I'd say, and I haven't, you know, read up on the premise just from what I've been watching, it's Essentially, this young girl who is a mixed-race girl, being a mixed-race girl, she is an automatically an outcast in you know feudal Japan, that kind of society. Mm, mm. Uh, so she grew up being discriminated against. Mm. Um, and the only one that took her in is this master swordsmith that's mm. blind, who can't see that this little ah. child is a girl... Or, you know, a foreigner or a mixed-race kid. So the whole time, their relationship um, from when she's a kid, his her sword father thinks it's a boy. Mm. And, you know, and... She <laughs> goes with it. Yeah, she just yeah. goes with it. Yeah. Um, but 
she goes on this mission of revenge, thinking that her、uh, European father is the cause of all、mm. the suffering in her、mm. life, and all the suffering in a lot of people's lives in Japan. So she just goes on this revenge. Revenge path. That's、mm. what we're led to believe、mm. to、mm. to begin with. But then we really dive in to see, oh, there's a whole lot more that's happened、mm. before the start of episode one. It's got quite a notable cast. It's Kenneth Branagh, George Takei, Randall、oh, Park,、yeah. Brenda Song. So it's it's quite a star cast. Yeah.、Uh, and so yeah, and so that's Blue Eye Samurai on Netflix. So there's one more I'd like to share with you. Uh, and it's called Scavengers Rain. Now I don't know where you can watch it in New Zealand, but maybe it will come out somewhere like Neon or something. But honestly, man, on Rotten Tomatoes, a hundred percent IGN, ten out of ten. Anyone who likes animation and is into something deeper, more philosophical and spiritual, I, it's a ten out of ten for me. It's a, it's a very simple story about this cruise ship of people. They had a spaceship, right? And they this spaceship exploded because of a sun flare, and then they end up on this alien planet that is quite alien, and they have to find a way to work together to survive and get back on the ship.、Huh. That's a very simple physical journey for them. But what's interesting is the creatures they encounter along the way and themselves that they see and become along the way as well on this planet. That's、uh, it's it's phenomenal. Scavengers Rain. Yep. So you watch that when you're in LA, but people might be able to find it. Hopefully, you, yeah. On, hopefully, maybe on Neon because it's a you know Max TV show. So Neon usually has Max stuff. So.、Yeah. Oh well, thank you, Yosin. Thank you for coming in <laughs> thank today. Thank you, Kalina. It was really, really fun. <laughs>